What is up, y'all? It is episode nine of the Two Minute Drill. How have we made it this far, Gabe? Like, that's literally how I'm going to start this thing off. How have we made it this far? Because sports are easy to talk about, and it's fun to talk about with people. <laughs> you know, I I think you're right, and and I think, um, yeah, I just you're right. I mean, sports is sports is fun, and particularly in America, which is where everybody who listens to this is from. I think that'd be kind of cool if we had somebody from like Europe or something, but um, specifically in America with dudes, the NFL is like, it is king. It is, it is, people live, breathe, eat, sleep, everything NFL. So yeah, you're right. It is pretty easy to talk about, but really, what are your thoughts on, on what's been going on over this past week? Training camps are basically closing down. Um, basically just, it's winding up. The season's winding up. Um, we have the Earl Thomas I don't even want to, do we call that a fiasco, a fight, a debacle? Like, what are your thoughts on everything that's been going on? Oh, okay. Well, for, first off, with the Earl Thomas thing, I think uh, he was, he showed a little bit in Seahawks that he wasn't the most stable person, but I think that, that with the Legion of Boom, they were close-knit enough where yep. they kept him, in, like, he wanted to be there, and if they didn't, I mean, he never, like, he never went out of the way and because cam chancellor is a monster and he would beat him up if he did anything now going to the ravens i just think he's the quote leader that, there or he was so he no one was going to check him and i think he's just i mean that's just him i i think so i'm, I'm trying to think back so i loved him when he was at ut and I'm trying to think back if there was anything that happened to UT. I, if I'm remembering right, I think he came out as a redshirt sophomore in the draft um, before he was drafted by the Seahawks. And if I'm remembering right, there was a um, situation. I can't remember what it was, and I may be thinking of somebody else. But um, if I'm remembering right, he did have a situation at, at UT his senior year, not his senior year, but his last year there, um, where he got into it with, I believe it was Mac Brown. He was the coach. So I, I, I think – Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, or fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That type of thing. So I, I think we're to the point now where we know what we're getting with Earl Thomas. And, and now, is he some thug? No. Is he some guy that's going to be a huge disturbance? No. Is he an Antonio Brown? No. But do we have to recognize that Earl Thomas is going to have these outbursts? And 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 he had. Let's go look at what he did earlier this offseason. I can't remember which way it went, but he was. Oh no, his his wife caught him cheating. And I mean, and we. That I mean, I don't mean to bring. So funny. I I mean, I don't want to bring in a dude's personal life, but like clearly the dude is not. Um, he don't. Have, he's missing a few screws. So it's just like uh, Earl, like. Pro, stay out of the news. You're so good. Like, you are so freaking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing about that, like, the, there's a misconception about, like, he was having a foursome or something with his brother and two girls. It's not It's not true. The, the actual thing was they were in separate rooms, but he was cheating on a girl. <laughs> like, so he was still doing something stupid, but it's, he wasn't with his brother. But it's still kind of weird because they were, like, next door next door yeah that, that's, <laughs> but anyways. That's, come on come on earl like like come but on yeah, bro but he, he's a great what, safety and i mean he's a great player and everything i just i what do you think about the ravens like how they handled it i i think they were um 
I think it can best be put that they were kind of backed into a corner. Um, it, it was known in the Ravens organization that the front office, or not the front office, that the, that the team didn't like him. Um, the locker room with him in it was was a little, eh, it was a little testy um, at times. And then when you get into a fight with a teammate, and, and I'm not talking a, you blew an assignment fight. I'm talking like a fight, like a fight fight. That will typically um, that kind of seals the deal um, because I mean at the end of the day we're we're two grown men here we know how men can be with testosterone and egos and all that but um, and so I, I understand testiness fighting it's training camp you're not around other teams like I get all that but when it's a legit fight your time's done like your your time is just done um, and so I I don't think that they handled it bad I don't think they handled it good I just think they handled it the way that truthfully it needed to be handled and he was again he was kind of painted backed into that corner um that or they were kind of backed into that corner that they had no other choice but to cut him in let's not act like this is not a massive loss um in the back end of their defense and really just period like this is a huge loss this is an all pro guy it's not like we're talking about some bum who who was great 10 years ago like no 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 this dude is still an all pro um so it's it's a huge loss for the ravens oh yeah that defense is gonna take a hit i mean they do have like i think tony it'll probably be tony jefferson and uh chuck clark but tony jefferson tony jefferson's a free agent so they're gonna have to pick him back yeah. up because they didn't pick his they didn't pick his option yeah. or they didn't re-sign him because it's, it's going to it's, of earl. it's going to hurt the ravens because they they're gonna have to pay earl still until because that usually those uh grievances i mean the uh like trying to get the money back takes a while i mean it was just this year that patriots got the money back from aaron hernandez and Aaron Hernandez has been dead. Forget what he's forget when he did it. He's been dead for what four years? Yeah, I mean he's been dead for a while. So it's, I, I mean, mean and, and so that means like, I mean, I mean, it, it, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a while. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably a, a an exception more than a rule, just because AB. It I meant they got some of the money back from AB, but I think it was only like three or four mil, so it wasn't like much. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And with that being said, like, who do you? So the Ravens are going to miss him. Who do you think is going to love having them on their team? I, I think the the initial thing when 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 everybody when everybody saw this happening was the Cowboys. We know he wants to be there. We know the Cowboys have a gaping hole in the, in the back end of their secondary, really in their secondary in general. But they have a gaping hole in the back end of their secondary. Um, Again, he, we know he wants to be here. We know Jerry Jones loves guys who want to be here. We know Jerry Jones doesn't shy away from anybody. But, like, do you see him going to the Cowboys? Do you see him – the the 49ers, I know they've said no, but the, there was talks that the 49ers, I mean, the rich get richer, my goodness. I mean, like, where do you see him going? I think the most obvious choice is, like, the Cowboys. But Jerry Jones has said, like, they were fine with their team, but I think that's kind of just PR – um, I don't think the 49ers will pick him up just because, I mean, they they seem to have built like a culture to that team, and I don't I think yep. signing him would just damage that. But Cowboys seemed like the most obvious choice for me, but I don't really know of any teams that would like go out of the way to pick him up. I I think the at the end of the day, it, it goes back to this is a guy who is still an All Pro. 
Um, at some, I mean, look at Antonio Brown. The Patriots picked him up, and then we know how it turned out. That's the, a, the Raiders that's a little had different, him, though. He, this dude is an all-pro, um, and he's an all-pro at a premium position. We can sit here and try to act like safeties aren't um, as important, and, and, and are they? Eh, we, we can sit and get into the semantics of that. But um, when push comes to shove, when you have a guy who's a ball-hawking safety like he is, who can cover, who can roam across the field, who can read quarterback's eyes, who can drop into the box, like when you have a safety who can do that, it just changes games. The Raven, the Ravens in the early 2000s, and you could even say up until about 2000, about 10, 11, they were so dang good, not because of Ray Lewis, but because of Ed Reed. Ray, Ray Lewis, don't get me wrong, was great. But a safety who can do what Earl Thomas does or a safety who can do what Ed Reed did, that changes defenses. That changes teams in general. So I, I, I think at the end of the day um, – I think the Cowboys are going to pull the trigger. I really do. Um, I think they should too. They ha- they have the salary cap necessary, um, and and if they sit here, I think the Cowboys have right now. I mean, they just restructured Tyron Smith's deal. They restructured a couple other deals. I can't remember who, but it was like it w- it was like Earl Thomas. All this crap came out, and then a few hours later. Tyron Smith is restructured, and it was maybe a coincidence, but let's not sit here and act like Jerry Jones is a crappy businessman. He knows what he's doing. Um, so so I, I think that we're talking come, um, what is the NFL season? What, 15, 16 days away? Come 15, 16 days away, um, and then 20 days away once the once the Cowboys kick off against, I believe it's, the, it's not the Giants. I can't remember who they kick off against, but Come that time, I think we're going to see Earl Thomas in the Navy and Gray. I, re- I really do. Um, but with that being said, and that's actually a really good segue because I'm, I've got somebody on here that is going to shock people. But I want to talk. We, we posted something, or you posted. I'm not even going to try to take the credit. You posted something a couple of days ago um, about who the top five tight ends in the league were. And we got some good, some good feedback. We talked to some people. Some people gave us some really good lists. But I want to talk, like, in your opinion, again, just just brief reasons as to why, because this isn't the this isn't the the, the main focal point of the show. But um, brief reasons as to why you you listed those guys there, and just start from the bottom, start at five, and work your way up to one, and um, I'll, I'll chime in if if I need to. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, the tight end situation in the NFL right now is kind of lacking. There's not really that many tight ends that can do a lot. Um, of course, I personally think Kittle's like by far the best tight end just because he does block and receive. While I think Kelsey's below him just because Kelsey really doesn't block. And like he's he does he's a big body tight end, but he just doesn't block. He loves to yep. catch yep. the ball. Now he's a good like route runner and he's good at catching the ball. It's just I don't I think Kittle and his receiving abilities are pretty similar. And then the blocking just destroys them. Um, and then honestly, one and two is like by far the best two tight ends. And then my yep. rest of them are can you can put them in any bundle really. Like uh, I, I really like Waller. Waller started off pretty, I mean, bad honestly. And then now that he's been to the Raven, uh, Raiders, he's been doing great. I mean, I think he's a really good tight end. Um, I, and then. Honestly, I don't like my fifth pick, but my fourth would be Zach Ertz, and he's pretty much the Eagles' offense. The yep, wide receiver, receivers that. are terrible. He's the Eagles' offense. Uh, 
other than, like it's hard to say how good he is just because they don't have anyone else while every other team has other players absolutely but fifth i i just have mark andrews just he's a big body tight end and he helped the ravens offense a lot last year now i don't know if he'll do it this year with since uh henry is gone but. yeah i i i think um with Mark Andrews, I'll touch on him real quick, is when you have a tight end as a quarterback's best friend in the red zone, end of discussion, end of discussion. And Mark Andrews, the dude had 64 receptions, 852 yards, and the most touchdowns on this list by far. He had four more than Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz had six, so he's the second highest on this on this list of the top five. Um, Mark Andrews had 10. Guys, and if I'm belie- if I'm remembering right, I think Mark Andrews had a couple games where he had two, two or three. So that those stats are a little bit skewed. But um, at the end of the day, when you have when you have a big bodied, able receiver who's able to go in and quote unquote box people out in the red zone, and especially with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, let's not act like he's the most accurate passer to ever live. Um, you're going to set yourself up for success. So I, I'm not. When I initially saw that you had Mark Andrews high, I was like, whoa, that's 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 a bit of a stretch. But the more that I thought about it, the more that I even think about it right now, I'm like, you know, it, that that's really not far-fetched. And, and like you said, you, you touched on this so well, is 3 through 32, I pick a flip a coin and okay this dude's three flip a coin okay this dude's four flip a coin this dude like we know who the top two are and it's it's Kittle and and Kelsey um and if you have Kelsey above Kittle we need to talk but um if if you have Kelsey above Kittle yes I think I said my my words wrong my name's wrong but uh uh uh, Kittle is the best tight end in the league and and, and truthfully it's not even close um and and that's actually a good segue into mine but um i i I like your list i really do my top five i've got george kittle i've got zach Ertz number two again the thing with with zach Ertz is the dude has all the ability in the world he's a better blocking tight end than um, travis kelsey is and that's the only reason why i have him up there but i do agree with you in, in what you were saying is the fact that there's nobody else on that team. You can say Miles Sanders or last year they had Jordan Howard um, who had a couple big games, but it, they don't really have anything. So, I mean, common sense says, well, duh. I mean, you could say Dallas Goddard, but Dallas Goddard is not a 1B. A one, a one he's he's like a 2B. A he's not he's not that good. Um, so, he, he, he came on strong at the end of the year, if y'all know what I'm saying, but he's not Zachary's level good. Um, number three, Travis Kelsey. Um, again, I don't really think anybody can argue with that. Number four, Darren Waller, dude, finally has left his, um, alcoholism and his prescription pill, uh, addiction in the past, which is awesome. Good for him. And he's on a team that, um, uses him really well. John Gruden has always used tight ends really well. Number five, here's the bit of the shock. Um, Blake Jarwin. A lot of people are like, who is Blake Jarwin? Blake Jarwin is a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Blake Jarwin is going to shock people this year. Blake Jarwin has been, or he was blocked by Jason Witten last year, and I don't know why, um, because Jason Witten's like eighty nine. That's why, and he can't. It's, it's yeah, it's because he's old, and Jason to, Garrett. It's loves hard to sit a legend on a team. Exactly, exactly. But um, Blake Jarwin, I think this year, and you're you're going to find more of an air raid type offense. I do believe under Mike McCarthy, um, 
the dude's going to go off. I, I would not at all be surprised if he has something like 10, 11, 12 touchdowns because, again, remember, y'all, not that he's going to have 1,500 yards receiving, but a tight end is a quarterback's best friend in the red zone. The only, uh, the only reason I disagree with that on having that many touchdowns it's just because I don't. They have they have so many weapons, and if they're getting that close to the red zone, Zeke's getting the ball. So Blake Jarwin, he had a few. So in Jason Garrett's system last year, they ran him on streaks a lot, or they ran verticals. He had the vertical route concept, which is just stand there, run straight, try to beat your guy. If you don't beat your guy, you're not going to get the ball. If you beat your guy, you're going to get like the ball. down the seams. And, yes, okay, Gronk made and, money off of that. And it, exactly. So it's he's actually very similar to Grunk in that route, not not like yeah. who he is, but but that route. He he had so many big catches. I'm talking for a tight end. I'm talking 25, 30 yarders that he caught every single week. The fact of the matter is, is is um, uh, Jermichael Finley had a huge couple years I was going to say a huge career he had a huge couple years under Mike McCarthy and with Aaron Rodgers and I'm not comparing Dak to Aaron but um he had some big years under Mike McCarthy I have no doubt no reason to believe that Blake Jarwin a better overall tight end than Jermichael Finley was will have a, another good year now the weapons yeah I I, I don't disagree with that at all but it would not surprise me, and I'm I'm just here to say that in our league, in our fantasy league, and we're gonna segue to fantasy. But in our fantasy league, he's he's a tight end I've got my eyes on. I'm not gonna overpay for him. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick him too high. I'm not gonna reach on him. But he's a tight end that I've got my eyes on. I'll just be completely honest, and I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is with that one. But with that, you got anything on my tight end list? Anything else? Nope. I, I mean, Jarwin was kind of a shock. Just. It's just because he hasn't produced anything, but I wouldn't be shocked to like see him play a decent. Like absolutely, I said, tight absolutely. ends aren't really good in this league, and I do want to make one notable like kind of snippet would be Gronk, if he comes back and is healthy, he'll be one of the best receiving threats. Now I don't believe he'll be much of a blocker this year because he has slimmed down a little bit. And I don't think they brought him to block. <laughs> I thought I, I'm pretty sure they brought him to give Brady a familiar face, and yep. he's going to throw the ball to him. Now, is, he's a huge question mark just because if he's not that healthy, then he's going to be a bust. I mean, not a bust like in the sense of his career, but just this year. Yeah, I I, I think that that is truthfully. I may put him like you know what Godwin, you know what Evans is going to give you, you know what Tom Brady is going to give you, OJ Howard, you know what he's going to give you, not much, but you know what he's going to give you. I I would say that he's the X factor on that team, truthfully, and and, and we, we we can't argue this. I mean, and I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to, but like he was the X factor on those Patriots teams. They were so good offensively because they had a tight end that could do literally everything and i'm not saying that he's gronk in his prime that's not at all what i'm saying maybe he is he's in his athletic prime what is he 31 32 it's not like he's 40 and he's coming back after five years off but he he had a year off and and he had talked about taking a year off even before he actually retired just because his body was so beat up due to the physical nature of how he plays but i i think truly it wouldn't surprise me if the dude goes out and balls out. It, it wouldn't. And somebody's going to take a pick on him. 
later in the in, in the draft in our fantasy league, and they're going to strike a gold mine. Let's Poss- just call it possibly. Yeah. Uh, one thing is like if you don't believe your the thing about Gronk like being the X factor of that team, just look at any one play, well, one game in particular, but l- just look at any time the Patriots needed a first down or needed a big play. Who did they throw it to? Gronk. It doesn't matter if he's single, double, triple, quadruple covered. He was getting the ball thrown just because he could still catch it. Now, the one game that kind of like makes it so apparent that he was how good he was was the 2015 Broncos AFC Championship game. The Patriots could not do anything in that game. And whenever they needed, I think I remember that. Whenever they needed, they score. Gronk had like four catches down down the field. They went all the way down the field. I'm pretty sure they got a touchdown, and it was just purely just based on his game. And he, everyone knows he's getting the ball, but for some reason, teams like the Steelers never covered him. Like he would be one on one with a linebacker or one on one with a zone coverage that was not even covering him. So I don't know his. Defense is like I don't I don't know if they were just scared of him or they just didn't expect him to be good after he was already a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I, I think one of the things with him is is and this is a sign of true greatness. So Michael Jordan, for example, he was going to back you down on the left elbow, and Michael Jordan was going to fall away and he was going to shoot his shot. He he had that money fade away. And Gronk has, and I'm not comparing Gronk to Michael Jordan necessarily, but you know with Gronk what's going to happen. He's going to get the ball thrown to his inside shoulder on a seam route. He's going to jump up over two guys, and he's going to catch it. He may fall forward. He may get popped. Who knows? But he's going to catch it. And you know he's gonna. the ball's going to him. He's going to catch this, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. And when you have something that is that is unstoppable as that, well, my friend, you are just kind of screwed. So I really do, I really do like him being there, um, and, and I think that we could be having, um, we could look like idiots not having him number one at the end of the year is really what it boils down to. But it's possible. One, with all one, that- one thing before you change, I do want to say Gronk did say since we talked about Earl Thomas and Gronk, Gronk did say Earl Thomas was the hardest hit he's ever taken in the NFL. Oh, hey, <laughs> Earl Thomas he can do it all. The Cowboys, come on, Jerry, you gotta go sign the man. I mean, my goodness. Okay, so Gabe, we are officially in fantasy football season. Our draft. In our league, or for our league, I should say, is next Friday. This is dropping tomorrow, Thursday the 27th. Well, the 4th of September. That is when we have got our draft. Gabe, how pumped do you get for fantasy football? Just be real with me, man. Uh, Honestly, I don't get all that excited about fantasy football. I get more nervous than anything. Just because, like, I have an issue of... I try not to pick the Patriots players because I will never... I will never root against the Patriots, but nope. I, so I don't want to root against the players either. <laughs> like, and every single time I've ever, like the only time I've ever drafted a Patriots player that actually was beneficial was Gronk and James White. Other than that, I dropped, I, I was super high on Sony Michelle last year or 
Yeah, last year, just because in training camp, he was playing great. He was catching the he ball. Off, yep. Like he was doing everything. Exactly what everyone thought he was going to be. And then he comes out and I mean he had like nine hundred some odd yards, but he did nothing. Like he wasn't he, he was like a he was a negative to didn't be he on get the benched team. In the fir- in the, didn't he get benched in the first couple games because he fumbled the ball? You know, Bill has like no, no he he doesn't he has no patience for fumble. I mean, if they still I mean, play them. The, the thing with the I Patriots just, running 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 backs is it's Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, and James so White. There's so many. And well, yeah, it's built because if they start the season with like five or six running backs, and by the time middle of the season happens, they're they're like getting free agents because just because they're always hurt. Like Rex Burkhead, he's he's one like. I think if he was healthy, he'd be one of the probably a top ten, top fifteen running back in the NFL. But he gets hurt whoa, every whoa, year. Whoa, whoa. Oh, say that again. Rex Rex is uh, easily well, one of the best. I, I, uh, I, I, not I, not one of the I best, just, but like top ten, top fifteen. I'm he does, my he, mic, he, y'all. He catches the ball, and I had to. And un- he runs I, it. I, 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 no. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals would like a word with you. Drafting him out of Nebraska in the second round, I believe it was four years ago, and the dude did absolutely nothing besides get hurt and take up a spot on well, IR that's, every. That's why. That's why he's not. Year. That's why he's not an actual top ten running back. He gets hurt literally every single season. He's hurt at least it, one game. He it, misses. Isn't it a soft tissue injury every single year? It's like a hamstring Dude, or. I'm a pretty sure it's some. It's like something different every time. Every time he he just gets hurt hurt a lot, and that's. I mean, one of those things is you have to be you have to be there to be an important player. You can't if Absolutely. you're not there, you mean nothing. And James White, he's always going to be one of the best receiving backs. And I mean, once he gets the ball, he's pretty nimble. Um, Sony Michelle, eh? Don't don't draft him in the fantasy football. He he. His first game. Don't his draft first, a Patriot. Don't do not draft a Patriot in fantasy. His his first practice back was today, and they said he looked fast. That's also against people that have been running for the last two weeks, <laughs> and he's been rehabbing. So it's yeah. I mean, I, if you want my opinion, don't draft any Patriots players at all. Other than unless, Cam, unless the defense. No, don't pick Cam either. Pick the Patriots defense. And you'll be money, but in our league, don't pick them because I will pick them. <laughs> so. I, I, I love that. I love that. So, talk talk to me, and I kind of guys. So I, I have a big board of top eighteen players. I'm not sitting here. I don't. A. I don't get paid for this show. And B. I'm not pulling a pulling a Matthew Berry and doing the top three fifty. That's that's just stupid. And I have a life outside of this. So I did the top eighteen. Then I did. Top three running backs, top three quarterbacks, top three wide receivers, because those are typically the three positions that are going to score you the most. So, Gabe, I'll let you kind of talk about this. I don't know how you want to necessarily run down this, and of course, I'm going to talk and I'm going to give I'm going to give my thoughts as to why I'm doing things and why I have certain player in certain places. But like, talk to me. Like, who who do you think we should be watching out for? Who do you think we should stay away from? Like, like all the fun stuff that people like to hear in fantasy. I think, I mean, don't draft a quarterback in the first three rounds, please don't. The second you do that, you look really silly to everyone else, and then everyone's just going to try to take advantage of you, just because it's a terrible pick. Just the only reason why, besides 2018 Mahomes, 
the like the difference between the one and through 10 or one through 15 quarterbacks might be like two or three points a game it's not that big of a difference now the exception was mahomes 2018 he was scoring like 35 45 points a game and it was just outrageous but that team was like blowing everyone up so don't draft a quarterback early but i really like christian mccaffrey he's easily the best fantasy player that, that you can pick if absolutely I don't know anyone that won't pick him first. So, I mean, I don't like, I, I'm picking 10. So it's not, I mean, he, I, he's not even on my radar. And honestly, to be, I'll be completely honest. I haven't looked at fantasy football all that much just because I am just waiting for the season to happen. And it's, I, I don't like to pick favorites and quote week two of preseason, even though we don't have games, just because half of those guys tend, tend to get hurt before the season starts. But yeah, one quarterback I, 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 I just, am really big on is you're going to say I'm a homer, which doesn't make any sense because he's not on the team anymore. But Tom Brady, he is going to have tons of yards. He is going to score in fantasy football this year. Well, they're they're a pass first team. They have a ton of weapons. And yeah, he's coached by Bruce Arians. Every quarterback who has Bruce Arians as their head coach or their offensive coordinator goes off. Even Jameis Winston, like we make fun of Jameis. The dude still had over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Yes, he had 30 picks, but didn't he, he have over 5,000 yards? Year. I don't know. He, right. did not. I think, I think he, he did had, not have a good year. A good year in I like mean, fantasy, maybe, but like, no, I don't even think that because that's what we're, that's what, that's what we're pick, talking about. Picture negative four points, right? Man. So every single touchdown in, he in gained this, two, this two points. So so last year he had three hundred and five point four points. Give me give me another quarterback and I and I'll 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 let you know like hey this is how he compared to him. Last year he had three hundred and five point four. Give me let's take Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott had a good year last year, like a really good year last year. Dak Prescott had three hundred and thirty seven points. So that's literally two points extra a game. Okay, that goes to show. That goes to show just what you said. Unless you have Patrick Mahomes 2018, don't draft a quarterback high because you're going to find you're, you're going to find guys that get you points. Yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks, there's just not that big of a difference. All of them tend to, like, even bad quarterbacks tend to score like 25-some-odd points. Get but. out of here, Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Get out of here. I, I believe. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. Okay, I said quarterback. I, be, I believe. Not an imposter. Mitch had 202 points. This fool <laughs> played 15 games, 202. Like, bro, he also had a game where he threw six touchdowns. So let's just take like that one. Like someone, someone forgot to like bench someone, and Mitch is there. Like, up, oh, he's playing, and he wins the game just because of him. I mean, like the the dude, his week one through three last year, he had one, two, negative two. I remember this because I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm high on Mitch." Like I made dra- and I literally drafted him late in the late in the draft, and he was my bench quarterback. And I I was like, and I typically will draft one or two Bears. Wasted my third round pick last year on David Montgomery, stupid idiot. Um, but uh, so I wasted my second round pick on Joe Mixon. Yeah, I thought that clown was going to do good, and that clown just was completely worthless. My third was David Montgomery, and then my whatever was Mitch Trubisky, but. I was like, I think after week three, win. I was like, 
Uh, last year, I believe I finished third. I believe. Hey, um, I finished yeah, third no, last year. I think it was third or fourth. The year before that, I had Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and somebody else. Oh, I can't you, remember who. You it won. Might have been. Was it? I think it was. It was last. Yeah, that that was. I killed it that year. Yeah, because I was putting up literally two hundred points a game. Dude, I'm not. I'm not lying. I, and uh, two years ago, in my buddy's league, I played this Chiefs guy. He had he had Cream Hunt, uh, Tyreek Hill, and I think it was Cream Hunt. Might have been someone else. And no, no, it was Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes. I was. I lost the match. The first, like the first game. Like the Chiefs scored the those three players alone scored like hundred and twenty points. My whole team and you're just like, well, yeah, screw I, it. I, I, at that point I was just like, I lost because my team was like struggling that around that time. It's whenever I think it no, but uh I scored the end of the game, I had like sixty nine points. <laughs> so I lost with three players. <laughs> wow. That's in, in- even last year, you could say that's how it was with with Lamar Jackson. I mean, there were some big time players last year. Lamar Jackson, even Mahomes was good last year, year too. I, I played, I played a guy last year who had Lamar Jackson, Mike Evans. That game, he went off for like four touchdowns and like three hundred yards, and somebody else. It might have been like Dalvin Cook. I think that's actually who he had. And the dude had like, I'm not exaggerating. He had like 150 points with three guys. And I was like, well, okay, I'm done. But with all that being said, like, who are your guys that that you really want to watch out for this year? So, of course, you have Christian McCaffrey. Um, like, give me just some some thoughts. So, again, like I said, y'all, I have a I have a big board here, and, and and Gabe's gonna look at it. He may not necessarily go down word for word verbatim as to who these guys are, but like, just looking at my one through eighteen, of course, CMC is one, Zeke is two, Barkley is three. I have a surprise at four and five. Um, I do believe, but is that not a surprise to you, Gabe? Uh, that's really? not a surprise it's at just, all. It, well, no, because I was I was looking at a lot of a lot of big boards, and they had all these quote unquote experts had who I have at four and five, like in the teens. So I was like, oh, depends on what okay, kind of league kind of they're surprising. talking about. I mean, that's this was PPR. Yeah, well, how many points is it? Point point five I, or I one? I forget what it was. I forget what it was because I mean that honestly changes so much. I mean because like if if you are in a PPR league, like we're we're doing a PPR league. I think it's point five points. Uh, like running backs that can... I don't know who who is not in a PPR league now. Like that is just yeah, I commonplace mean, now. I mean, I, I played a non PPR league probably two or three years ago, and it wasn't nearly as fun. Just it's just so much different because in PPR, like for especially for running backs, running backs get a slight edge, and team I main players like CMC or Alvin Kamari, Kamara, like there's they get such a huge boost just because they get tons of receptions. And like you can get like 10 points just off of receptions. So players like that, it's big, big time. Like they would be CMC would have been way better than Derrick Henry last year just because of his, yep. the receptions. And Derrick Henry had yep. a, he was, he had the most yards rushing. So I mean, it's not like he has some slouch or anything. Um, I'm not super high on Derrick Henry this year. I don't typically think running backs have back to back great years. Yep. And the team's kind of, I mean, if they lost the defense a little bit, so I don't I mean, and I'm still not sold on Ryan Tannehill. So I'm not, I'm not huge on Henry. He could fool me, but I honestly doubt it. Um, and then I think you should, you don't have Julio Jones. And I think that's a mistake. 
he catches so, the ball. He might not get touchdowns, but I wouldn't pick. I'm a. I don't know. I wouldn't pick him top five or anything. But in somewhere between like eight to twelve, I would have. So, Julio so who, who are who are my top who are my top three receivers? That is true. Michael Thomas, Hopkins, and man, Mike Evans. No, I have Devontae Adams as my number three. I know, I know you do, but I don't. I don't think he's a. I think Mike Evans is going to score more than him. My my thing with Devontae Adams is who does he fight for touches with and who does he fight for points with? Aaron Jones. That's it. Can you name me another two players on that offense besides Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari? No. That's my but, point. No, nobody can. No, Nobody can. You have Geronimo Allison, who actually, I think, plays for the Texans now. But um, that doesn't always help the case. Scantling, like, he the dude has I believe I, I was reading something a few months ago. He has scored more touchdowns since he entered the league um, than any receiver by a wide, wide, wide margin. Like Devonte Adams, I hate him. I'm a Bears fan, y'all. I want I, if the Packers never played football again, I would love it. But I can't I can't overlook Devontae Adams. He had a great year last year, and, and he was he was hobbled from like week 13 on. Um, he actually. I think got hurt in the Bears game, if I'm remembering right. Um, on the crap, the Bears are always hurt in that Packers. Soldier. Packers always the win. Why, but the Bears always beat them up. The reason, the reason why is because they typically will play um, a late year game at Soldier Field. In Soldier Field, and this is a true story. Sucks. Soldier Field, <laughs> yes, it's it's terrible. Soldier Field is known like in in the circle, like in league circles, and I've read a lot of stuff about this before. But it's known in league circles as the worst field. Like, like the actual field of play is the worst. Like it's getting torn up. Like these dudes are having to change cleats two or three times a game. Like the spikes in their cleats. Like it is a horrible field. Devontae Adams, what does he do? He always pulls his groin or his hamstring. Always. And who does he do it against? The Bears. Where does he do it? Oh, Soldier Field. When does he do it? Oh, in December. Like it, that's just how it is. But Devontae Adams is, I'll have to say, he's a beast. Gabe, who are your top three quarterbacks this year? Um, it's pretty similar to yours. I, I have Mahomes, Jackson, and I hate to say it. I really do hate to say it, but Brady. I really wanted to say Murray. And uh, Murray is probably like four or five. I shouldn't have, have. I Dak? shouldn't have said Murray because that means people are going to actually pick him. Uh, he's yeah. No, yeah, anybody with a brain knows that. No, anybody know one of the brain knows that Kyler Murray is not winning the MVP. And typically, the MVP is a guy you want on okay. your fantasy team. Okay, Mister, you think Prescott's going to be the best quarterback in the century? All right. Anyways, I have this Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, like Dak Prescott is he is my number one quarterback in fantasy. You, this year, you were putting like you think Amari Cooper and Gallup are going to be just elite, elite, and then you think CD nope. Lame's just going nope. to be and come in there and just blow it up. That that's that's not the truth because Dak Prescott last year was the second highest scoring quarterback in the NFL fantasy wise, and they didn't run him. That's a part of his game that Mike McCarthy has said he's going to break out. They did not run him, and he got better. And and, and I'm not a guy who again, guys, remember I would not pay Dak Prescott over thirty two million dollars a year. It's not that I love Dak Prescott. It's just at the end of the day that when when push comes to shove, the dude is gonna have a great year statistically. I have a question. When was the last time a new head coach came in and the team went from 
okay to good to elite. I, 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 the thing is with that is, and, and again, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. In fact, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know about that. But I, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy. I want them to do well, but I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. People who did not either A, live here, or B, watch them consistently do not realize how bad of a coach Jason Garrett was. Like, Dude, they, they have they, all they, the talent they, in the world. There's zero reasons why they don't like get like, the, in the playoffs. It's, it's the coaching. It is the coaching. Yeah. That that coaching staff was atrocious the last like three years. But the fact of the matter is, is they got better this offseason. You could say the Byron Jones loss was big, but they got better this this offseason. I don't and, necessarily agree or, with that. Or, or, they're the, or they're the same. Let's just say at worst they're the same. I think Byron they're Jones is going team. to be a pretty big hole. Unless they get Earl Thomas. If they get Earl Thomas, I think that's going to kind of eliminate the huge hole. But that 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 DB group is pretty bad right now. It's 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 pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I'm betting on Trevon Diggs being a good a good cornerback, not Byron Jones year one, but I'm betting on him being a halfway decent cornerback, even though he's looked like complete garbage this year in training camp. But um, rookie out of Alabama, if y'all don't know who that is, but Stephon's cousin. The fact of the matter is, is that Jason Garrett, Mr. Clapper. was. Horrible, absolutely, positively horrible. Oh, I don't disagree and at all. I, I don't even. I don't even care if Mike McCarthy is not the 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 whisperer that they think he is, the the team whisperer that they think he is. Do I think he's as good as people make him out to be? No, but I'm ninety seven percent sure I could have gone out there and gotten more out of the Dallas Cowboys than Jason Garrett did last year. I, I'm ninety seven percent sure he was horrid. So all that to say. Dak Prescott's going to have a big year. He had a big year under Jason Garrett. I think he'll have a he's big year. Have an even I just don't think he. He's, I don't think like he his actual play is going to be all that great. I think he'll have he'll have a lot of stats though. And that's all that matters in fantasy. Again, I don't care if he leads his team to an 0 16 record or a 16 and 0 record. Hope so. As long as he leads me to the promised land of fantasy football, so I can win me 225 bucks. That is all I care about. I, I have a, I have a feeling someone's going to pick Dak early. It ain't going to be me. I can tell you that. The earliest I would pick Dak Prescott would be the fourth round. That's the earliest I'd pick him. You know, what, speaking of uh, earlier we were talking about wide receivers, one thing I do want to talk about is Cortland, Cortland Sutton. Now, I I will admit the only reason I started watching him was because of fantasy football. Um, because he was on my team, and he started like just scoring points. And I was uh, just like, wait a second. This kid's actually doing something now? Yep. And nope. uh, because okay, him with Drew Locke was nasty. And the reason I knew about him was because I had him on Madden in my like the first game I played, and he was there, and he was like my go-to wide receiver. But just so fantasy like got me watching him, and then I just uh, he's a good wide receiver. He, I mean, he's pretty big body, um, and it looks like Locke loves him. So I think Sutton's going to be a pretty big steal. Late middle middle rounds, absolutely, absolutely, and guys, I I am, and y'all know I'm high on the Broncos this year. Um, I've, I've been talking about Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon for literally nine episodes since we started this. Cortland Sutton is is my fifteenth best player in fantasy football this year on my fantasy big board. Cortland Sutton, y'all, 
I think is going to be a he's going to be a steal for whoever gets him, not because of who gets him, but because or necessarily who he is, but because of where you get him. Cortland Sutton, I would be shocked if his ADP is anything higher than thirty-five. I'd be shocked. So that that puts him in the fourth round. Cortland Sutton, it would not at all surprise me to see him go out there and have really good wide receiver number one numbers. And again, guys, we're not talking on the football field like like football. We're talking fantasy-wise. You have to keep that in mind. There's a huge difference here. Again, Dak Prescott, just like what we were talking about. There's a huge difference. I could care less if every single player that I own or that I have is on a team that goes 0-16. I truly could care less unless it's Chicago Bears, and, and I always draft at least one Bear player. But I don't know who I'm drafting this Mitch. year. Like, literally literally have no idea. I may just draft him. Even though Nick Foles today had the best the best day by a quarterback for the Chicago Bears in training camp by a mile. And, and the admissions were that it still wasn't good. Yep. But it was the best quarterback day by a mile between him and Trubisky since training camp is open. But it still was not good. They're in for a long season. You know what's kind of funny I think. is like the Bears, they have two terrible quarterbacks and they're paying them what 30 mil like i think nick Foles is getting i think 29 okay 27 29 okay, yeah and the patriots just lost the legend tom brady and they're the two people competing is cam newton and jared stidham and he's hurt right now but he'll come back i i just i i'm telling I you i don't understand I, how the bears didn't try someone besides uh nick Foles. I don't know because everybody said that Cam Newton was there and Cam Newton was there and he fit Matt Nagy's system perfectly and don't get me going, Gabe. I'm just I'm just ripping the band-aid off. Please don't do that to me. But so so, so I've talked I, about I, my I, wide I receivers. A, I was yeah. gonna say I have one question. Do you think Dak Prescott's gonna be one of the best the well sorry, the best quarterback? You think Zeke's gonna be the second best running back? What do you have Amari Cooper and Gallup and C D Lamb? So, so, um, Amari Cooper's not going to be higher than 20. Gallup's not going to be higher than 35. CD Lamb's not going to be higher than 40. Um, because at the Those end of the day, high again, picks. yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, have, my, Michael, have, Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup finished. I, I'm, I don't know where I would be able to find out exactly where he, um, finished last. Let me let me go to ESPN real quick. Sorry if y'all hear some 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 typing. Continue talking, Gabe, and I'll find the, this. Like the the only point, like they could all get some yards, but I just find it so hard to believe that Prescott, Zeke, and those three wide receivers are going to be picking. They're all going to be picked by round five or six, and they're all going to be producing every game. I just it's just so hard to like if you if do not draft all of them on your team. That's my only suggestion. I mean, maybe one or two, but I, th I have a feeling it's going to be one of those times where Dak is probably a pretty safe pick. Zeke's probably a pretty safe pick, but picking Cooper, he's going to have one 20-point game, and he's going to have two or three like five-point games. And I think Co all of those wide receivers are going to be the same. Cooper is 35 on Matthew Berry's big board. Um, he's 35. Gallup is 40. Gallup is 49, and I didn't even look at this. So Cooper is 35, Gallup is 49, 
Let me continue talking, and I'm going to find he he has Gallup above Cortland Sutton. I don't know what this dude's smoking. He has Dak Prescott as a sixty. He has Jordan Howard one spot above Dak freaking Prescott. Give me a break, my God. Continue talking. I, I, f- I, I feel like a lot I'm of about to stop watching this. I feel like a lot of those people just say kind of like surprising things just to see what people talk about. Um, but you, I mean, you said that you didn't like Joe Mixon last year. Do you think? I, no, I I liked him. The dude was my second. No, round I pick meant like last you year. didn't like at the, at the end of the year. You didn't you didn't really like him. Do you think that's gonna? Stand do you it. think that's gonna be different with Joe Burrow? Absolutely, because the reason that he wasn't good was because Tyler Boyd was hurt early in the season. John Ross just sucks. He's he hey, shows us that to be speed fair, means nothing. To be fair, he's usually hurt too. Tyler Boyd, well, John Ross too. Yeah, yeah both he, of them are he's hurt. Always pulling a ham, he's always pulling a hamstring. He's too, too fast for his legs. It, I, I guess so, but um, I can get into the science of why he always does that. The reason why is because he's so hamstring dominant. His quads are so weak in in relation to his hamstrings that he always pulls them but um which is very simple and he's a multimillionaire, and i'm not training him he's probably getting trained by somebody that doesn't even recognize that but don't get me going email that him game. say i, uh, I, I know, can get I, you fixed up you'll be the best wide receiver in the nfl you'll be the t- time kill 2.0 without the child abuse I am 100% positive. I was talking to T- – hey, I like that, by the way. I hope Tyreek Hill goes across the middle week one, second play of the game, gets his neck broke. I don't. But, um, I, you you I, never I, I hope for injuries, do. ever. Oh, I, I absolutely do for a dude who beats his son. Um, absolutely. To be fair. And I hope – James Harrison, you need to come out of retirement. Or Vontae is perfect. I don't even know where you're at right now. You're probably still on the suspended list. Get unsuspended yes. and light that bro up. Like, I'm talking like – Make it a violent, something that we all look at and we're like, get this guy out of the league forever. Like, that was so dirty. Like, Vontez Perfect, I'll, I I will somehow pay the fine that you get. I can't get no, you back you in the NFL. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the strings, but I will somehow pay the fine that you get if you jack that idiot sell up. Sell a kidney? But Two? I'll, I'll sell whatever I got Three to kidneys? sell. I, I, I'll find something. But um, I, I just... I do think Mixon will be better. I really do. Simply because he's got a quarterback back there who can help him a lot more than than Andy Dalton could. Because Joe Burr, I don't think it's it's a it's a it's it's any um, secret that he is better than Andy Dalton. Not that Andy Dalton is bad, but I do think that Joe Burr, Joe Burrow, his accuracy. Um, they have Tyler Eifert there. Quietly, the Bengals have put together a pretty good team. Um, but I'm not even going to get into that long diatribe. But um, yes, Joe Mixon. I'm telling y'all. I pick number three. If he's there in the second round when I pick, the dude is he he's he's coming to Papa. He's coming home. I have two questions for you. What do you think OBJ goes? Because he he I mean he said that he was hurt last year, and uh, I mean I'm pretty sure he had surgery or something this off season. But uh, I the earliest I draft him would probably be middle of the fourth truthfully because when he's on he's on and he is the unquestioned number one there um but austin hooper's there now austin hooper's a red zone target stealer um i mean and at the end of the day touchdowns are worth more than anything in 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 fantasy there's six points for crying out i mean to be fair even Um, on the field they're worth the most so exactly so i mean i wouldn't and even then if he's there and i'm picking in the fourth round depends on who's there with him I don't know. 
It, it, that's a that's a very good question. If he's there in the sixth round, am I, am I picking him? Absolutely, and I'm not even thinking twice about it. But if he's there in the fourth round, uh, it depends on who's there. But but I'm leaning more towards not knowing who's there. I'm leaning more towards saying, nah, I'm going to pass on you. Okay, I have the probably the hardest question of the day. Who, what are your fourth first four picks going to be? Or like you would want to be, realistically? Like, like realistic okay so i'm i'm the third pick so that would mean that i'm going from third to uh 21st so i'm hoping that i can get something to the effect of zeke is zeke is going to be mine zeke is going to be the number three pick if he's there zeke will be mine i will pass on saquon if he is there just know that y'all i will pass on saquon um because they have they they have nothing they, so defenses are going to stack the box. He's going to get hurt. That's just how it is. I, I, I'm not. I'm not doing it. So Zeke, then picking at 21. My gut says that there's going to still be some good running backs there. Um, if Mixon's there, I'm going to get Mixon. If Jacobs is there, Josh Jacobs, I'm going to get Josh Jacobs. Um, and I think those are two very realistic, very, very, very realistic uh, options. And and three, um, I'm gonna go receiver. And last year, my number one receiver, and he was incredible. I believe he was the tenth or eleventh best receiver in the league, um, fantasy wise. Was Allen Robinson of my Bears? They had no other receiving options. Um, Allen Robinson would I would gladly choose him in the third round. Chose him in the third round last year. No, chose him in the fourth round last year. Montgomery in the third, but um, I would gladly choose him again. Um, and then I would pick up another another uh, wide receiver. Dude, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad group of people. I mean, I like it's hard to argue against that. I mean, most people honestly, the first four picks are normally the easiest picks, just because everyone kind of like, hey, you, that guy's still there, definitely gonna pick him. It's later on yep. whenever it gets hard. But the only thing I would I would I would rather have a Sutton over uh, Allen Robinson, and I think both of them will be there. The the only reason that I won't have Sutton is because he's fighting Melvin Gordon. He's fighting Philip Lindsay. He's fighting Noah Fant. He's fighting Deshaun Hamilton. He's fighting. Um, they have one other guy that I can't think of. Another receiver. I can't. Th- I can't think of who it is. But whereas Allen Robinson is fighting Cole Komet, their rookie tight end, David Montgomery. Yeah, but no one else. No one else. Calvin, not Calvin Ridley. Riley Ridley. Calvin's younger brother. He's the receiver, um, right? Riley, yeah, he catch, he, and he, he's apparently at no. He catches the ball. Allen Robinson catches the ball, right? Yeah. What if the ball doesn't get to him? Because they do have already a they, terrible quarterback. They they forced the ball to him last year, and did he? Were, were there a lot of passes that you're like, how do you like? How do you ex- no quarterback or no wide receiver in the NFL could have caught that? That was a god awful pass. But there's nobody else around him offensively, um, and, and I don't think that. I would even think that Matt Nagy himself would say that the offense leaves a lot to be desired. The offensive line is not good, um, which is crazy because they were a great run-blocking team last year and a terrible pass-blocking team last year. It's like, how does that make any sense? Um, especially when how those guys were when they came out. Thank God Kyle Long's gone, by the way. But um, Cole Komet's had a really good training camp. Um, Riley Ridley's had a good training camp for the second straight year, so I don't really – buy into that javon wims has had a good training camp for the third straight year i don't buy into that um alan robinson's going to be there simply because 
people are going to have the same thought process you did is who's going to throw in the ball. The Bears quarterback situation is absolutely atrocious. So, yeah, that's that's what I got. Who do you have for your uh, in a perfect world, realistic world? Um, what would be what would be your top four? See, uh, keeping in mind you pick ten. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking ten, so it's a little bit harder. I don't. Have, I'm trying to think of like a running back that will be there, and I'm I'm kind of. I don't know if Dalvin Cook would be there. Dalvin Cook t- tends to go pretty early. I don't. Know. It's it's hard. It, it's going to be a toss up. I don't know if I I might just go wide receiver first first pick, just because I th- I, I don't think I think the difference you won't after Kyler the Murray? first five. No, uh, Kyler Murray's not getting <laughs> picked until like around five or six or seven or eight. <laughs> uh, I I don't like you'll 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 we've never played in the league together, but you'll find out real quick how I build my teams. But uh. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'll say a wide receiver probably be pick one. I probably go wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back. Pick ten is so hard just because people, if people surprise me, you know what? I think my second pick might be a tight end, and then I'm, really? I might go. Who would that be? Through, Kelsey, just because every every single time I don't pick a tight end. I'm always I'm always having to find people that I think are going to play good, and if I can get one that actually is is a wide receiver, pretty much, then I'll probably just just go him. But yep. I'm hoping I can get like a Mike Evans or Kamara or something at ten. It's it, it's totally going to depend depend on who we play with. I don't I've never played with any of them besides one. So and picking tens, so it's kind of rough in a twelve main league. But it's actually my favorite position to it's, draft. It's, it's it's better it's better than being. So my dad, he is picking. I believe it's seven. That's oh, yeah. just it's like anywhere between like four and nine. Nine. I hate. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I'm just like, ooh, pops. That 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 sucks. Like yeah. that is and horrible. The, the worst is in the middle. I, there's all the great players are gone, and then you don't even get to back like back back to. Uh, picks it's just yep. oh, i'm picking seven next round i'm picking what eight or whatever or i guess six yep. it's just it, yeah i mean picking in the middle ones suck and i probably won't draft a quarterback if Kyler murray's there in six seven i'll probably pick him i think because i think he'll blow up but i i have a feeling well, yeah, you think since, he's the MVP. Since, since everyone's going to know that <laughs> who i want they're going to pick him earlier that's always happens to me like i think last year me and my buddy, he picked one spot ahead of me, and he took my guy like three of the seven times, or no, three of the like six times. I'm just just like, because he knew he what wanted. the heck? Yeah, because we talked about it. Because he asked questions like, hey, who, like because he was in like three, four leagues, and he's like, hey, who do you think out of these two people? I'm like, that so and so, but whatever. But I did tell him to draft Sony Michelle, and that was a huge mistake because Sony Michelle was garbage last year. I actually, it was, it was, but it but it helped you. No, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't pick him in our league. I picked him in our league. Oh well, yeah. Then, that, then that's a big yeah. mistake. Hey, I released. I think I. I don't know when I drafted him. It was like probably five, five or six or something. And I released him before the end of the season. Release your top five running or top five player. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah. I started him so many times just because I thought he was going to do something, and he he was garbage. <laughs> 
But it's, it's like that meme where that stick figure guy has like an like a stick and he says like come on do something like you just yeah, want to like hope exactly. that he does something and it's like well he didn't. If, a few quarterbacks that are hurt, that if Kyler, Kyler Murray, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, um, maybe Derek Derek Carr, I and Jared Jared Goff. I can't. I I I, uh, I kind of want to say Jimmy G, but Jimmy G's losing all of his wide receivers to injuries right now. Another quarterback we didn't even talk about is Deshaun. I'm telling you, if Deshaun's there, Deshaun is like 3-4. Um, again, we're talking fantasy, y'all. When you can run the ball as a quarterback, but wait, You just said you're drafting in third or fourth round? No, I'm talking I'm talking like as a third or fourth oh, okay, okay. fantasy okay. quarterback. I was going to say, God um, dang. When you run the ball as a quarterback, guys, that is a huge, huge, huge benefit. Um, because you, you're adding, that's why Lamar Jackson was so good last year. It wasn't his passing. It was the fact that he ran for what, a thousand yards. I mean, it was I just mean, because that, how he ran, like he was, he was it, so elusive. He could, he was faster than everyone. Like exactly. th- countless times I saw someone dead on him, like about to tackle him and the dude runs for 15 yards. And that that's just how he was. And so, so all, all that to say, y'all. Um, there's some really good. Yeah, he had. Let me let me let me pull up what he had last year. Last year he had 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns. He had 415 points, uh, fantasy wise last year. And the reason why y'all is because of his running. I'm trying to find his rushing. He ran for 1,200 yards last year, y'all. That's 120 points from a quarterback that 99% of quarterbacks won't ever touch 100 or won't ever touch 20. Um, those are, those are huge. Took Tom Brady, 20 years. Right. Literally find you a quarterback, find you a quarterback that can run y'all in, in today's game. Pretty much everyone can, um, find you a quarterback that can run and you're going to be set. But again, don't reach on quarterbacks because there's no need to get a quarterback in the first or second round. Um, in our league, if y'all want to get a quarterback in the first or second round, knock yourself out. I think in our league, it's a great idea. In our league, I think you should go quarterback, punter. Kicker, backup beat the kicker, backup punter, defense, backup defense in case your defense gets hurt, and then a and and then another quarterback in case your quarterback gets hurt, and make sure all of their buys are on the same day or the same week, so that yep. way you only lose one game. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I need y'all to do that in our league, um, but seriously, y'all, we have this one league. Um, we've capped it out at twelve people. We would love to have a second one if, if y'all, if there's enough interest to that, we have a second one. Um, then great, we'll do that. We we'll cap it out at twelve, and if there's an interest for a third one, so on and so forth, y'all. But um, thank y'all so much for listening. I really hope that y'all enjoyed the, the 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 content of this of this episode because it was a it was a content heavy episode. There wasn't a whole lot of I mean, there was opinions, duh, but there was a lot of content to it. Well. Hopefully this helped you with with your fantasy drafting strategy. Hopefully this helped you with knowing what to do, how to do it, when to do it, when not to do it. Please again remember in our league you've got to go quarterback first. You've got to go defense second. Like you have to do that. Um, and I promise you that's going to win you a championship. In your other leagues, you can do whatever you want. Go running back, running back, wide receiver. In our league, in the two-minute drill league, you need to go quarterback and defense. We have structured the scoring so as that – that's going to be the best thing you can do, please. Guys, hopefully y'all enjoyed this. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Like us on Facebook at 2 Minute Drill. Email us. That'd be kind of weird. We're not in 1994. Um, reach out to us, message us, anything like that. Um, 
like, subscribe, review. I promise we don't just say that just to say that. It helps us a lot. So please like, please subscribe, please review us on whatever streaming platform you listen to us on. And without further ado, Gabe, what do you got for him? K1 for MVP. I guess that's what we got. Kyler Murray, and he's not even drafted him in the first five rounds. He's really confident in that. Adios, y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye-bye.